Hello and welcome to another podcast of things that we do in a podcast. Um, so another radio show. This one was end of last week, but I've been away. And I thought I'd edit down. I would say the highlights, but they're not, are they? They're the bits that I'm legally allowed to put into a podcast because they don't have music in them. But nevertheless, this forms some sort of record, a document of some strange things that happen when I try and broadcast. I don't know why it never makes sense. Top scientists couldn't figure it out. But if you're interested in listening to some of the bits you missed from Friday, have a listen to this. Look, I don't want to moan about the the weather too much you know me i don't like to get too animated and complain about issues but i do have to say that the weather today is an absolute rainy a stupid front with its lows of nine so well got rained on i think that's what i'm saying because today i got in a little bit early i went to a coffee shop so i'm actually i'm not complaining about life I very much enjoyed walking in the the shopping centre. I don't know if I'm the only one who has this overwhelming urge. When you go in, they've got one of the sets of doors for entrance, ingress, to get into the place. The other ones are for the exit, egress, to leave the thing. And the arrows on the floor point it in the right direction. And I can't be the only one who, when you're walking out, of the shopping centre doors and someone's walking towards you in the wrong direction of the arrows do you get an overwhelming urge to throw your arms out as wide as they go to get your full handspan and just wrangle them I just want to wrangle these idiots just wrangling idiots just wrangling I'm going to wrangle them this way just wrangling these idiots out this. come on through. you know how arrows work have you ever noticed an arrow before I can talk you through the basic shape oh by the way it's a Friday so where is it down here next to where my chocolate covered dates are today's uh, Romford recorder you, if you're particularly uh, bothered with these kind of things, you can get yourself to page 34. So, you know, quite near the front. Page 34, and there's my newspaper column, which is basically about how the best thing in the Friends reunion is Matt LeBlanc's belly. And I'm not even saying that to be, like, nasty. I genuinely mean, because all the rest of them don't necessarily look like they've aged unsurgically. Whereas um, Matt LeBlanc... Living the dream. Grey hair, big belly. Hello. Um, and he wears it with pride. So that's what you can read on page 34. For today's tabloids, we can find some of the rubbish in there as well. How about this? Blind people should click. That apparently, if uh, blind people want to work out where they're going, they should click their tongues and use echolocation like bats. Were we brainstorming ideas when we're drunk these days? Is that how this... But no, apparently, uh, you could be sent on a training course and taught to click their tongues like bats and dolphins to get around. Scientists say that they can become an expert in echolocation in just ten weeks. It says that patients with sight loss should take part in echolocation training. Although, how do you find the test centre? Good point. But in aid to uh, help their navigation... After trials show exciting results, it involves drawing the tongue down sharply off the roof of the mouth to create a clicking sound, and then using the echoes to see their surroundings. I'm not making this up, this is actually in the papers today. Someone, and it was just about to tell me his name, uh, Dr. Law Thaler. Dr. L hang on, just trying to see if that's an anagram of something stupid, if I fell for it. No, Dr. Law Thaler of Durham University's psychology department says, I can't think of any other work with blind uh, participants that has had such an enthusiastic feedback. So if you have sight issues, making a... That kind of sound. Might not help you get around, but it will attract a lot of cats. So 
Here. You need to be careful with that. Because they are a trip hazard. Hello. Hello, it's Fuzzy here. Hello there. You know that scientist that invented that clicking sound for blind people? Yes, Dr. Law Thaler. It wasn't the same scientist that invented bus lanes in London, was it? <laughs> they both don't help people get around, I'll give you that much. Yeah, stupid, isn't it? <laughs> no bad ideas. They got paid a lot of money for that as well. <laughs> I know, I could have come up with that kind of stupidity. If they just want yeah. stupid ideas, I could help them out all day. If they could just keep a copy of uh, each show, listen back to it, write down what I say, and the next thing you know, they're saving themselves millions. Karen in Harold Hills is Steve. I'm worried about you covering your date in chocolate. Well, not had any complaints yet from nothing. What's wrong with that? The kind of thing I do on the weekend. I can't wait to get my hands on. <laughs> I was going to do a joke where I said her Snickers. It's not worth it's not worth the risk, is it? Um, thank you very much for getting in touch as well. The calls. I mean, so far I've not really understood a lot of what we've been talking about, but that's kind of normal for a show for us, isn't it? Um, also, to get a little bit of sense into today's show, thankfully, you get a call from Steve from Omni, 01708 741075. Right, hello. Hello, Steve. Hello there. I've just said a bit of sporting history. Have you? Yes. Frankie Dittori, 50 years of age, mm. has just won the Oaks, right, on the whole school snowfall by 16 lengths. Is it Frankie the length? Is he talking the length of the... Is it, is he... I'm going to get it through. Is it the length of the horse or the length of Frankie Dittori? Because I think the no, second one's the not as... The course. Oh. The length of the course. What? Is it the length of the course? Every single horse, right? He took off and he just ran and ran and ran. And at the end, he was 16 lengths clear of every single horse. He's 50 years of age. I can't believe it. Yeah, although to be fair, the horse did most of the hard work. Well, the horse didn't do it. Oh, so it's mainly him. All right, in that case, congratulations, Frankie Dittori, uh, for carrying a horse round uh, the course. And, and actually, if it was 16 lengths, it probably was 16 the times the height of Frankie Dittori. So it was a close one. It was a close one. Oh, yeah, I was doing some clicking along the background of that one. Not, you know, to keep the rhythm, but also just so I can see what was in the room. Um, right, what are we talking about? I've been ploughing on through the newspapers to see what there is. Another one that we could get our teeth stuck into. <clears throat> Psycho Seagulls. Psycho Seagulls. Not like a nickname for the guy who was in Under Siege. But actual seagulls, which apparently they're psycho. Psycho Seagulls could attack police drones and world leaders such as US uh, President Joe Biden at the G7 summit next week. I mean, I don't know why that's my problem, but... Um, Keith Perks, 59, who runs a pest control firm in St. Austell, Cornwall. Oh, Cornwall. Okay. Said, right. If, <clears throat> hang on. If the people on site haven't thought of this, then, then they, they haven't got a drone. Hang on. If they haven't thought of this, then they haven't done a very good job of duty of care. They, they reckon that, because we've got the G7 happening. What's your biggest worry when it comes to the security and safety of foreign leaders? Seagulls. Now, I would say, it'd be simple, all you need to do is make sure that Joe Biden doesn't carry a, a polystyrene tray of chips, because they love a bit of chips, don't they? When you, If ever you're near the seaside, you get your chips out. Oh, this guy. 
Um, but Madeline Gumas, an expert from the University of Exeter, said gulls react to perceived threats and the reason they attack drones is because they see them as potential source of danger. So the seagulls could be flooring all of these security drones It's going to kick off. Look, it makes me want to ask the question. When was the last time you had beef with an animal? What was it? What was the animal that gives you some trouble? Maybe you were afraid of spiders and all of a sudden one big one tried to move in. Maybe you had uh, some umbrage with a bird. Maybe, you know, sometimes you go for a little walk in Gravesend, down by the water. They've got a lot of swans and they are quite violent. Because they live in Gravesend. No, I'm kidding. But what, the last time you had beef with an animal. When animals attack... Coming soon to Channel 5 plus one star. So this is because someone in the news is saying you've got to be careful having your G7 summit. The seagulls down in Cornwall are going to be seeing Joe Biden. They'll look at him and think, he don't look like he weighs a lot. I'd have him away. And they'll wait, because they're big these days, the seagulls. So what happened? When was the last time you had beef with an animal? Dibdobs from Chadwell Heath gets in touch via email. I didn't quite have beef. Well, then you've emailed the wrong place. No, 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 it explains. I didn't quite have beef. However, I woke up in bed on Wednesday morning with a pigeon sitting on my leg. Wow. That's <laughs> gross. Because they're horrible. Oh, now I know we're near enough to London around here. I know when you get away from London, pigeons look like birds. But we are near enough to London that pigeons have got like one little bit of a leg left and another little yeah, oh they're just covered in but well done for attracting a pigeon that's what happens when you leave breadcrumbs all over your thighs but anyway thank you for that seagulls could attack joe biden it's gonna be a big problem they wouldn't have gone for trump they wouldn't they well they might have nested in that thing on his head but when was the last time you had beef with an animal an altercation with a non-humanoid species 01708741075 or the emails on air at time1075.net donna says hi steve when we were allowed to visit family i used to go and visit uh, an auntie who had a dog that used to take an an amorous uh, attachment to my leg oh it was embarrassing but i must say sometimes i felt complimented well done um yeah, you're right. You should take the positive from it. As much as it might be awkward and embarrassing, and you didn't say what breed the dog was, if it was a great day, and what are you going to do? Just sit there and smile. But Hello. Oh, Steve, it's Johnny Romford here. Hello there. Hello. Um, yeah, um, talking about birds attacking people. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an account, account uh, with um, starlings in Romford. Um, on a bench, I was sitting on a bench eating a sausage roll, mm-hmm. you know, pasty salt, and the starlings, about six or seven starlings were trying to take it out of my hand. They ganged up on you. This is starlings, exactly yeah. exactly what yeah, Alfred Hitchcock up. was warning what us call, What do you call a gang of starlings? I don't know. The multiple, the collective noun for starling? Yeah, well, I don't know. A Cle- gang of starlings. <laughs> yeah, a, a yeah. gang. Look at you. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> uh, collective noun for starlings. Right. I mean, no, I'm, I'm looking it up. Yeah. Looking it up live on the internet. <laughs> it's called a, star a of starlings. I'll tell you in a second. Here we are. You ready for words? It's a mermation. A mermation. A mermation. Oh, you well, were. I've been mermationed. You, yeah, you were fully mermated. I don't mind if it was a mermaid. 
<laughs> she can have a bit of your sausage roll, can she? I'm worried a few mermaids coming after me, you know, but... Mm. Well, Darlings, it's, you know, it's unbelievable, really. Yeah, I so thought, you be know. careful out there if you're having any That's sort of... Pa- it, yeah, yeah. I, I, won't, I, I don't want to eat sausage rolls anymore. Not with a mermaid hanging around? No, a mermaid hanging around. <laughs> right, cheers for the call. I'm not needed sometimes, am I? Ted in Elm Park says, Afternoon, Steve. I try and feed the crows every other day. Very misunderstood and maligned creatures. Ah, oh, the poor crow. Pity the crow. Their collective nouns are murder, isn't it? It's truth. In fact, Murder, She Wrote. Very different her TV show if it's just her turning up to where there are crows. Um, Ted says they especially like the rice they put underneath kebabs. The crows put rice underneath kebabs? Very intelligent beasts, the crow. I think we got to the end of that. Thank you for downloading and listening all the way through to the podcast. That's if you did, you might have gone by now, in which case you can't hear me. So I think you're stupid and you smell of poo. There you go, that's got them sorted. And uh, if you are still here, you don't smell of poo. It's just the wee. And thank you for listening to the podcast, I think was the main point within there. We'll try and churn out some more if we do some more radio shows. While ever this radio lark continues, we might keep knocking out the odd podcast. Uh, see me on Twitter, at Mr. Stephen Allen. It's the same username these days for Instagram, TikTok, and all the rest of the flipping ones you have to do. And uh, till next time, bye! <laughs>